Clue Clue Land? No, that's Animal Crossing. Clue 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 Clue. You got some. Clue Clux Land. <laughs> so close to that, isn't it? The fun uh, races. Are we starting the show game. yet? Um, Hans has just come on, so I'll get him on now. Are you there, Hamza? I'm. I am here. I am he. I have arrived. Hamza, son you... of Hamza. <laughs> I've got the hearth fire doing something. Whatever they do, I'm not cut out for the medieval lifestyle, Jonathan. Can you aren't. Cut me some slack. I thought you'd be great in the medieval lifestyle. I would love to be a medieval baron in a stone mm. house that's better than the other houses because I'm the baron eating a turkey leg going, Bring me more seasoned boar! <laughs> I'd essentially be Brian Blessed. I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. I, would, yeah, I, I would be him. We were going to do, actually, when I used to do, when I had pretensions of being a performer on the stage, um, we used to do comedy. It was awful. But we had one idea. We were just going to have the curtains closed and then open them up. I'd have be on stage fat as I am with a beard, a full Christmas dinner laid out, like a massive Christmas dinner laid out. Uh, my recording, my, my fellow comedian Leo would be sat at the other end of the table. He'd just turn to the audience and say, we have Brian Blessed for Christmas dinner. And then I would go, get me more turkey! <laughs> I'd laugh for about a straight minute the curtains would go down. Total waste of a Christmas dinner. That would be it. Fucking no one. <laughs> Failures. I would be incredibly impressed with that. Hmm. Ladies Every and idea... Oh, hi, yeah. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll talk mm -hmm. over you. Fuck you. <laughs> this is my show. I love you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Podtoid. I am Jim Sterling, your humble host, the man who does things on the internet. And I am joined... Oh, I am joined by three lovely lads. Three dandy boys. They go by the name of Conrad Zimmer. Hello. Hamza Aziz. Yo, what up? And, oh. oh, fuck me, I never thought I would see the day. Jonathan yeah. Holmes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here. Hi, yes, I said <laughs> that as if we had a live studio audience. And I expected everyone <laughs> to start clapping and applauding. Yes. I'm very surprised at this formal go. introduction we're doing I this am, week. This, this is like a real show. This week I am Conan O'Brien. But instead of a massive head, it is all fat belly. <laughs> Conan is not young. He's uh, 50, 40, like 9 or something? Yeah, He's getting up there. Yeah, the of a baby. Yeah, I know. And, and huge, strong legs and hands. Yeah. I shoulders. reckon not Conan O'Brien. You know, mm -hmm. in Total Recall, where that man... I had a, a mutant thing growing out of his stomach. Kawato. 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 Yeah. Mm. I reckon it's the other way round with Conan O'Brien. It's a big baby with the real Conan O'Brien in his chest. This shriveled, eighty-year-old man. 
that's what I am 100% certain is going the on. The penis of Dorian Gray. Yes. <laughs> the penis of Dorian Gray? Interesting. Jonathan, you yes. disgusting, dirty little bastard. How wow. dare you? I said fetus, a beautiful start to life that totally deserves all of the rights every other human being has. Oh, yeah, I should, I should point out that... As of today, Podtoid is firmly, firmly pro-life. I had an epiphany <laughs> the other day, because I've always been not pro-choice, very pro-abortion. It's it's the abortion part that specifically there is a distinction. interests me. Um, mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say I'm pro-choice, I'm pro- I have always been pro-abortion, but my lifelong bigotry and intolerance of fetuses was changed. When last night I was cornered in a dark alley by a mugger, and a fetus saved my life, and that changed my worldview. It was after the Elton John concert. To be fair, it was a back alley abortion that a young sixteen-year-old Christian girl had just had, and the mugger slipped on it. But without the beauty of fetuses, I wouldn't be here today. Or I well, aborted. I'd be sans the $10 I had in my pocket. So I owe that fetus everything. So, pro-life. Do not suck them out in little bits and pieces with a vacuum cleaner. No matter- oh, my God. You're saying don't do it, no matter how funny it is. Don't do it. But wasn't the fetus, an aborted fetus, what saved your life? It weren't for abortions. And- abortion yeah, saved your life, then. Abortions did. I'm pro-life. Move away from this abortion topic. I'm pro-life now, Jonathan. Logic no longer applies. <laughs> so let me just say that I am all for fetuses because an aborted one saved my last night. A fetus saved my life. That was a fun song I wrote in honor of of that. That's Elton John again, isn't it? It's, I am Elton John. You are. You are now Elton John. I, I like lying sometimes, even if I know it's... Large glasses, British, questionable sexuality, I see it. Mm-hmm. It's all as true as you want it to be. It is all true. Well, I was hoping he would name me his heir last night. That's I spent the whole concert waiting for him to just like stop playing and go, Oh, now, tonight isn't just about me. Jim Sterling, come up to the stage! <laughs> and then I'd get up there and he'd go... Now, I've been in this game a long, long time. I'm fed up with it. I'm going to jack it all in and go watch cartoons. Elton John <laughs> sounds like a British William Defoe. You? He does. Yeah. Now, Jim, you're going to be the next Elton John. <laughs> he just turns into William yeah. Defoe. And then he turns slowly. to the audience, bows, and says, this is the last time you'll see me from now on. Play away, Jim! Or should I say, Elton John? And from then on, I'd be Elton John and no one would question it, alright. Um, didn't happen. I think I think he realised that I was embarrassed. Because I felt like I was when they <laughs> That's what it was. I felt just by being there, I was upstaging him. And, and he could sense that I was feeling a bit rough about that. So I, you know, I'm glad that he... he thought about my feelings like that. He was thinking about you the entire time. 
<laughs> because the songs are just kind of come to him naturally at this point. How can he not? About him, but you, instead of Rocket, you're Man, new. Song Jim Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> did he do Rocket Man at this rock yeah, and roll show? He did all the hits. Oh. I saw Elton. Oh, Sean, cool! In case people aren't caught up with that bit, uh, went to see Elton John <laughs> last night. Jack's first time he'd been to Jackson in like 13 years. One of the few times living here has had an advantage because. Even though he would do somewhere like London with more regularity, the chances of me getting tickets to a show in London are next to impossible. Mm. Versus the demand yeah. of getting tickets to Elton John there? Yeah. Ah. Pretty low, I'd imagine, uh, yeah. Well, actually, it was almost packed out. Um, the thing about Mississippi is if, if you're gay, they would rather you have no basic human rights, but you can still get on stage like a sock puppet for them. And they'll love it. It's, it's t- <laughs> but you said it wasn't quite sold out. It would have been sold out in, in, in London for sure, right? And the tickets would have been like ten times the price. So it was great yeah. to see him. I would never have imagined I've seen Elton John live. Um, man was fantastic, cool. of course. Uh, brilliant stuff. Doesn't, doesn't skip a beat. He had laryngitis and sounded amazing. Um, wow. You're you're just having an amazing week, Jim. You got to see Elton John, yeah. a, a, a fetus saved your life, and you're going to the Escapist uh, event this weekend. That I am. Yeah, in, got in a North. tooth pulled. I got a tooth pulled. It's been an exciting week. Borderlands. Well, and that was like yesterday. Yeah. So you got a tooth pulled and then went and saw Elton John? Yeah. Who needs Novocaine? Borderlands 2 in between. Yeah, Damn right. Awesome, it's Novocaine. Um, yeah, but I don't know what to tackle first. There's a lot I'd love to chat about this week. Yeah. It's it's oh oh where do I start? I'll wrap up Elton John. I'd love to right. wrap up Elton John in a giant tortilla. <laughs> Elton burrito. I don't I don't know what that was. Um. Anyway, the the fun thing. Fantastic performance. Great night. Um. During the last song, he went and did the encore, and we all know what the encore is going to be. It's going to be your song. Oh, I figured it would be a candle in the wind. It's a little bit funny. He did candle in the wind. He did candle in the wind. Um, But that was part way through. Which candle in the wind did he do? The original, not the Diana one. Uh, I've never heard that. Being British, you know, you hear the Diana version of Candle in the Wind in Britain, like, every Tuesday. (laughs) But I've never heard the original one. So it it was quite cool to hear the... The original context, the, the Marilyn Monroe version. I almost said the Marilyn Manson one, which would have been amazing. Um, so anyway, anyway, during your song, that is when the Mississippi audience, two people in it, decided to have a fight. This fight? It, 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 it You'd think <laughs> they'd have broken that out for Saturday Night's All Right for yeah. Friday. Well, he st- oh, I think he, wise- okay. he was wise. He started the evening with Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, and they weren't drunk enough yet. So he blindsided them, probably disappointed a few of them. But So mm. your song's playing, and there's been this thing brewing, um, just like two rows ahead, slightly diagonally to me, for a while, people getting in people's faces. And then just suddenly, halfway through your studio, you can tell everybody, and just... Kaboom! The chairs just kind of spread like Moses parting the sea. And people were on the floor and weirdness. And it was over as quick as it had started, but I just looked at it and just said, Mississippi! 
Because that's what it was. That's the Deep South, a fight breaking out during an Elton John concert. Your song. It was bad enough. They were selling homemade peanut brittle directly outside the concert hall area. That is the most amazing image ever. If Elton John had seen that, he'd have been furious. Who the fuck selling peanut brittle? Or or he would have bought some amazing peanut brittle. Mm, It didn't look amazing. I couldn't couldn't tell the difference between the peanut brittle and the face of the 80-year-old man selling it. Well, you don't know what's in it. If a man just gives you a thing he made, then oh, eat this guy. You know that's. What, but there's almost you know. certainly love. I mean, well, or poison. I come from London. I've mm. gone to shows in London. Even the shitty venues, which, to be fair, as a poor person in London, they're where I went. Even the shitty venues had some manner of official decorum about them. You wouldn't get an old man who's just made his own stall and he's selling peanut brittle at an Elton John concert. You wouldn't get that for an amateur dramatics performance of an Inspector Calls. Yet here we are, Elton John, one of the biggest superstars in the world, in Jackson's, I'm presuming, biggest arena they've got, the Jackson Coliseum. Which had two barns outside of it with livestock written in massive words. I was embarrassed. What? I was embarrassed that I don't, like, come from here. I don't know how any of those hideous troglodytes that made up that audience didn't go with paper bags over their heads out of shame. They God, probably think they're doing it right. Yeah, But never exactly. forget. Never forget, guys. What? Uh, I forgot. Never forget what? That's fine. <laughs> that was a fun joke. Uh, yeah. uh, wow, that's wow. a fun joke. Um, anyway, I don't want to just dominate this podcast. Why not? Well, I do. do I do, but I will say that so I look humble. Um, oh, what I'm going to do instead is ask people what they've been doing, and then I'll like oh, yeah? end I care. So, um, <laughs> what have you been doing? Um... Uh, I, uh, I've, I've been playing Mark of the Ninja and Super Hexagon this past week. Both have been really, really cool, really fun games. I review Super Hexagon. 10 out of 10 in a week. It's giving me kittens. Giving me heart attacks. Although that <laughs> might just be all the Pepsi. What? <laughs> Nothing. Um, I d- one guy. What? When you- Why did you... Why did you interrupt me? Like you just no, you just no. said you wanted to give it to the others. I said you I want to be to, humble. I said I wanted to pretend to give it to the others. We're back on me now. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's already okay. I got to say, Jim. What are you going to say this time? Yeah. Um. Please. Don't what gave you kittens? What I didn't hear that part. What What gave you kittens? Hey, don't worry about it. Harmsa. Harmsa. All All gags aside, tell us about Super Hexagon. That game pisses me the fuck off. No, I don't want to talk anymore. Oh, Hamza. That's not that's not how you do it. Are you it. really going to be a pouty pettigrew? That's not what people want in their podcast, to love Destructoid and love us. You gotta make them love us, Hamza. Tell us about the hexagon. Okay, okay, okay. Super hexagon, it's 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 really fun. It's really infuriating, but it's also really addictive. It's it's a really simple puzzle game for the iOS and it's coming out for uh, PC, Mac and Android later. But, I mean, basically, you're just controlling, like, this little triangle. You just have to, like, maneuver them around in a, in a clockwise 
um, position to avoid these incoming uh, blocks and, and shapes and geometric patterns. It's very simple. The way I described it, uh, the way I describe it to people uh, who I've talked to about it, it's it's like if you've ever played Tempest, you know how in Tempest you have the, you're looking down a well and you're sort of operating on the vertices of these you know, polygon shapes that you're you know working your way down into. This is just the inverse. You're climbing out of the middle of that, and walls are coming down all around you, and you have to find the open space to work your way up. Now, what is it about the game that keeps you playing even though you die constantly? Why, why do you think you feel compelled to try again, even though it's so discouraging to, to die all the time, I assume? Well, for me, it's the fact that I often accidentally tap the iPad in frustration and it starts the next game. Oh, so And then it's got you. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's the fluidity of that. It's, it's, it reminds me of Super Meat Boy in a way. In Super Meat Boy, you die a ton. But the second you die, there's another Meat Boy. Um, mm. Straight away. And it's like, what are you going to do? Turn it off like a prick? No, they've just told you to try again. They've literally slapped you in the face with their cock and said, And then you do it again. It's it's very much like that. It's like, as soon as you hear the woman, that fucking woman go, Game over. You... <laughs> Tap it, and you're straight back in. It's very quick, very fast. Games literally last seconds. But because it takes less than that to get back in, you don't really feel like you're not making progress, which sounds weird. You're basically treading water, but it's done with such elegance and fluidity that you just keep trying and trying and trying until eventually you you realize if you do one more game, you will crack the iPad across your knee. Uh, but well, it's that, and you you might you know your your eyes might like bleed. Yeah, there is from, that from constantly playing because it will. I don't know about you guys, but it do, definitely does give me a headache. Not really a headache, but it just definitely starts to like agitate my eyes and, and my head after a while. Yeah, but after um, a while, also, there's a bit of eye strain there. But the thing I like about it is that like your eyes eventually adjust to it. Like the, yeah. when you start playing, you're focused on your little triangle really heavily. But once you become familiar with it, you sort of zoom back and take in the full scope and actually see the patterns it's really it's, awesome it's very much like a camera like switching on blurry and then kind of focusing mm. and then you suddenly like you, you hit it and then you're in the zone i'm sh shit at it i don't know why i'm talking as if i i get it <laughs> i am dreadful i don't know how people have gotten to fucking 20 seconds yet let alone 70 there's a pissing contest between the detoid editors right now i think conrad and and tony are the two guys who are uh, most... Tony's got like five seconds on me right now. I think I'm probably done. I, I like I put the iPad. It's not even my iPad, thank God. And I put it on the other side of the apartment where I can't see it and be <laughs> <laughs> So it's... once you get into that zone, is it easier? Uh, I'm trying to figure out why you, when you play again, you feel like, oh, this time I'll do better. There's got to be something. It's one of those it. games where you can just suddenly for one round get in the zone. You're just mm. suddenly, oh, wow, I'm fucking doing it. I'm fucking doing it. This is great. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. And then suddenly, game over. You fucking... <laughs> uh, and then you're like, well, fuck it. I'll do it again. 
and there, and there hmm. seem to be like tiered barriers to it too. Like for a while, I was struggling to get past you know twelve, thirteen seconds, but then I would start to consistently get twenty and thirty second rounds. And hmm. now you know, like every fifth round or so, I get sixty seconds, and that's when everything just goes completely batshit crazy and you mm. you know it, it's you have to get accustomed to it all over again um so yeah that's after a while awesome. you sort of settle in yeah, yeah and part of that has to do with um the the, the patterns you have to maneuver to they're they're repeated throughout the levels they're randomly generating how they, they approach you but once you like start getting into a certain pattern, you recognize that you've done this before a bunch of times, and you know what to expect, and you uh, can get out of it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Now, it's just and very think, subtle I, ways that encourages you. And overall, I think it's the it's the fact that it's so simple. I mean, it's just a game where you have to avoid obstacles. Is, is what makes at least for me makes me come, keep coming back because. It's a really. It should be really simple. It should be really easy. There's. There's no reason it should be getting less than a minute here. But I mean, time and time again, I will fuck up, and it just makes me motivated to keep trying and trying. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's like pretty much my favorite kind of game. So that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Hamza, you still sound all scratchy. And yeah, like, I hate to. Like, like an ocean. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like every time you talk, actually, it's as if. Like you've got Gandalf-style beard rubbing against the microphone. <laughs> That is... Uh, how do I sound now? That's better, better now. Yeah. Okay. Get it. That's really weird. Huh. Just do what you're doing now all night. Never stop. All night long. I'm getting a note something about a something. Well, well that sounds good. Right. What else are you guys playing? Conrad, what have you been up to, me old mucker? Oh, let's see. Uh, well, I've been playing um, Fractured Soul for review, which I guess I think it's out today. Well, I got that downloaded uh, today. Yeah. 3DS eShop, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's on the eShop. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm gonna review it, but it's interesting. Mm. Uh, and, uh, it's a dual screen. It's a dual screeny type. Yeah, it's a dual game. screen game. You're it's a platformer, and and you, uh, each screen represents a different dimension. And you have the ability to hop between the two. So you're looking at the same stage in each window, but platforms will exist in some dimensions that don't exist in the other. Or, you know, ladders, or grapply hangy things, or enemies, or... There are these barrier things that exist in both, and you have to sort of shoot them within half a second of each other so that they'll be destroyed. And and then, of course, there's forced scrolling levels because it's a platformer. And, you know, I mean, all of the, the typical... 2D platforming tropes are there, uh, but with this added layer of now you having to manage two levels at once, and then it's broken up into four worlds, each adding a different elemental effect to one of the dimensions. I mean, it's just... It's fascinating. Huh. Sounds like you don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's it's hard. It's hard. I mean... No, I I previewed it um, back at uh, GDC. Oh, and, I remember that. Yeah. And I mean, I liked it then, and I, you know, I'm still pushing through some of the levels. I didn't, you know, I got sort of a smattering of the levels in the preview, and and now I'm I'm experiencing the whole thing. And yeah, I mean, I I don't hate it. When you say elemental effects, do you mean like earth and water? Yeah, like uh, the. 
the second set of stages you encounter like this, the upper stage is like a water stage in a platform game. So you jump higher, but you also move more slowly. Ah, Mega Man 2 style. All right. And, and so, you know, if you swap to the lower screen where everything is always baseline normal, you can move faster. And so they play with that a bit, especially in the fourth scrolling stage where, you know, you've got this thing pressing upon you and it'll totally gain on you if you're in the upper window where it's um, water. And then, you know, down on the bottom one, you can actually gain some ground. So uh, you have to sort of negotiate between the two. Huh, and then there's interesting. deadly lasers everywhere. Oh, good. It's my favorite yeah. kind of lasers. Yep. Wasn't it a bummer when you found out that some lasers weren't deadly? They just, like, point? That was so sad when I first discovered that as a kid. I thought they all would just kill a man. You have a Please. very dark, dark view of technology. <laughs> well, I mean, let's face it, the amount of time technology has fucked him over... He must True. feel like it's out to get him at all times. Well, yeah, it's, it's bad. Holmes, give you luck want... with technology. I wouldn't be surprised if someone did give you a harmless laser pointer and you managed to cut off and cauterize someone's arm with it. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, you know, I grew up watching shows, Star Trek, all the computers turn bad, and Terminators. And all the lasers blow a guy's brains right out those days. I was so now, shocked. Your mic's pretty bad. Yeah, I'm getting then. bad scratches hmm? from you now when you talk. Scratches from me? Like, scratchy, no. scratchy, scrunchy, scrunchy, yeah. Like your cable's yes. rubbing up against your microphone. Am I scrunching now? Guys? No. I'm going to lean forward all this night. This is what we're talking about with you and tech. Terrible. Yeah, it's bad for me. Terrible I, stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if all the computers just uh, turned off, you know. But then Turn off we do both sides. I would yeah, have to come to your house and do it. We can tape record it. Tapes, analog, you know? Do it on an old How will we distribute that? Uh, Via tape. Uh, just throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. we do with every Podtoid we do. Just record it we'll on We'll start a tape. roving band of bandits. Mercenaries, if you will. We'll Whoa. get three cars and fashion them together. <laughs> into one major mega car. Uh, I would like to be the Lord Humongous of this group and say, just walk away. <laughs> Didn't we just do this joke? We did. It's a callback. He catches on quick, that one! <laughs> oh, oh, my dog's getting Jonathan, tough. Jonathan, yes. I need your help. I need your help. Well, what can I do for you, Jim? I need a monster to clobber that there Kirby! You need a monster to clobber that dear Kirby? I don't think I made myself clear, boy. I need a monster to clobber that dear Kirby. That, like, Kirby Nintendo's Kirby? Kirby, 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 that's the one you should know? Oh, mama, that dear Kirby. <laughs> he beat Did you not watch the cartoon at the moment? I've seen it before. That's uh, the voice of DDD, or is that... Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, DDD. Could we really be chewing my foreskin, boy? I don't mind fucking telling you. I make him swear because it's big and clever. Have you? Did you get the uh, Kirby collection da, in the mail? Da, 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 da. Yep. Awesome! It's got three episodes of the show on there. I heard. Yeah, that's why I, I did that thing just then. Um, yeah, I'm holding it now. It's got a soundtrack. It's got a book. With I don't even like Kirby that much, but I'm buying that thing. That's a pretty nice collection. I'm going to pretend you didn't say the bit about not liking him that much. It's all right. 
It's pretty good. No, uh, you're a dead man. No, it's what is no whatever, Holmes. You, <laughs> what? you were wrong. You were wrong. I about what? What? That, Kirby. Just, Kirby is the best. Kirby is the only thing saving the Wii right now. It's the only thing it, saving the world. <laughs> I don't dislike Kirby in any way, Kirby but it's Kirby not. Came into the as like the last minute Wii. No, I wouldn't say savior because it is on the way out. But he was like the last minute champion of the Wii. Cause yeah, he, well, uh, there was two uh, games. They were both good. Yeah, and this and suddenly. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, if I'm, I can't process you not liking Kirby the, as much as me, that infuriates me because I like Kirby a lot, and the idea that someone else in the world doesn't like Kirby a lot upsets me, and it makes me want to clobber that dear Kirby. I've been <laughs> I've been upsetting my family doing that all the time, just all the time. Just I need a monster coming in here. What does he need a monster to come in to clobber that dear Kirby? He's a... if, because that dear Kirby would mm. be, be running around, probably eating all his Creole, whatever that is, and he needs a monster to clobber it, and he orders, <laughs> he orders monsters from Nightmare Incorporated... And a man says, I will give you a monster. And he'll go, And then Kirby runs around and goes, And he looks at him and goes, And a monster goes, And some kids are like, And then Matt and I goes, Le quanto quanto bullfighting. And Kirby and then has his head on fire, and he goes, and the monster goes, and King Dead, and he goes, and then a snail goes, and then the credits roll, and he goes, right back at you, Kirby is over there, Jonathan Holmes, get your anus out. <laughs> and that's um, every episode of Kirby right back at you, summed up. There's hundreds of episodes I've heard, or at least over a hundred. And yes. they are all that. I should be watching that show. It's I've been missing right. out. The games never are bad, but I, I, it's from a design perspective, they're a little slow paced. The it doesn't require that much precision. You just kind of eat guys and get powers, and then just kind of use them. And I'm kind of like, yeah, it's good, but it, it, it doesn't. Uh, it's not like a concentrated punch in the face, like some like Super Hexagon or. Super Meat Boy, or even the old Mega Mans and Marios might be. That's why I never really got into it. And I was like, this is a pretty good game, but it doesn't hit me hard. You know? But I heard the challenge levels. The challenge levels on the collection, which are all new challenge levels based on the Return to Dreamland engine. I've heard they are very fast-paced and packed with uh, design ideas. They're, really they're, pretty, they're pretty tough. I mean, when I say mm. tough, I mean, you know, it's easy to get through them, but... They ramp it up to where there is like there's stricter time limits and and stuff. You got to collect. Usually, just one power up per level or something. Yeah, it's one power up that you used to get through an entire. <coughs> excuse me, used to get through an entire level, and the level sort of based around the properties of whatever power up it is. And they're pretty cool. It's got the little alien guy from Return to Dreamland, and at the end of every uh, what like area. You do one of those side-scrolling races with him, like in Gourmet Race. Sounds fun. It's pretty yeah, good. I would... except, except it's not as fun as Gourmet Race. No, no, Gourmet Race is, is, is par excellence. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good. It's better than the Mario collection. 
Mm. Well, that's not I, wait, I heard that was very disappointing. I never actually got around to getting that one. I heard very disappointing things. Um, but, you know, it's got the six good games, really good games. Um, Technically, it's, like, way more than that because, I mean, Kirby Superstar has, like, ten games in it. Kirby Superstar yeah. has that, but then I think I, I always preferred the, the ultra version of that. So On the DS? Yeah. Yeah, yeah was, that was really good. Yeah. That, especially the... Um, they added a whole nother one to the DS version. I don't know if it's in the Wii version, but there's a there's a whole uh, game dedicated to playing as Meta Knight. I don't think that's uh, in the. Uh, I don't think it is. It's a. Yeah. It's just the SNES one. Um, you know, it's cool to have it. Uh, I'd have preferred a few more unique, interesting ones, like some of the Game Boy era type stuff. And some of the weird spin-offy ones, like the pinball and the, the golf oh, yeah. one. Oh, uh, Dream... What was the one on Super Nintendo? Dream Course? Where it was like, yeah, the golf one. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dream Course and Air Ride. You know, these are games that... I, I, I'm not angry that they left them off, but I'd have loved to have seen them. Because uh, the main games are the main games, you know. We've we've seen them. Uh, I'd have preferred to have, have seen that thing. I don't yeah. know why I suddenly forgot how to talk for that sentence. That was good. That was, was upsetting. Rather... That was really upsetting for me. Don't be upset. It's I was, fun. I was terrified. <laughs> but the thing I love the most, actually, it's only a, a little part of the collection, but the interactive timeline they have is fantastic. It's like, got it, a lot of information in it, just about, like, American history. Yeah, it's it's a, world, a bit of world history as well. and, and some Oh, of it, good. Because it's because Kirby started right at my childhood, and it started with like the timeline starts mentioning the the Barcelona World Olympics, which I just consistently remember from my childhood. Um, mostly because me and my brother, instead of Barcelona, we called it Fartalona, and would jump in the in my grandmother's hallway, just making fart noises because we were sophisticated children. Uh, so happy memories of, of Barcelona and Fartalona. And then, you know, they mentioned Bill Clinton becoming president. Uh, they mentioned when the world's population went from 6 billion to 7 billion. Uh, just interesting little timeline facts between 1992, I think it was, 92 and um, 2013. So, yeah. yeah, fantastic little timeline. It's not a huge thing, but... You know, you make Kirby run along this little course with game titles and stuff, and you can suck up a game title and then look at the game. They have a vi- there's like a video for each game, like every game Kirby's done. Uh, oh, cool! With a little sample of music and information about each game, interactive box art you can look at, and they really put some love and care into this, which seems again like a fuckload more than they did for Mario. So we lost Hansa. We did. I'm just waiting to shut my fat mouth up, and then I'll get him back in. That's that was my way of getting you to shut your fat. Mouth. That, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, the uh, the Kirby games on the Wii, Return to Le- Dreamland, and um, Epic Yarn, they brought in a whole new audience for Kirby, who never, you know, there weren't any Kirby games on the GameCube other than uh, Air Ride I, that I recall anyway. So it's a uh, you know whole new generation that never heard of them before, and now they're all psyched to find out about his super yeah. history. And I love that it's, it's done so well. Oh, the Kirby games? Yeah, they seem to have done really well, especially I mean, Kirby has always been the, the fifth wheel, almost, of Nintendo products, uh, but we've had Epic Yarn, uh, Return to Dreamland, this collection, the Mass Attack on the, the uh, DS. Amazing mm. to see that kind of stuff coming out now. I love it. 
Yeah, the sales that, have been that's great. better than... Yeah, oh, yeah, Samsung. The, yeah, that's great and all, but then, you know, look at Metroid, where Nintendo has done jack shit with that franchise since uh, Other oh, yeah. M. Well, I've said it so many times, I don't want it to be boring, but I'll repeat it because you brought it up. Other M really mortified Nintendo, sales-wise, uh, critical reception. I think that they lost their confidence in the franchise after that, and they're still trying to figure out how to bring it back in a way that will resonate with people instead of turn them into the laughing stock. The of thing the is, industry. that makes no sense. The logic, and I'm not denying that what you said is true. It probably is, um, but the logic seems to follow. Like we did something that was totally unlike other Metroid games, and it failed. Now we're afraid to do things like other Metroid games. It's like you'd think they'd go back to basics rather than be terrified to touch Metroid as a property. Yeah. Uh, and it did so well on the GameCube because, I mean, again, look at the parallel there. There's three Metroid Prime games and only one Kirby game on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and yeah, the DS, a... not, the GBA games, the Game Boy Advance games, were fucking amazing. Yeah. And then they really didn't do anything with it on the DS or anything since. They did. Uh... Hunters, which didn't do it. Oh, well. yeah. Yeah, like that was like the monkey. It was, I mean, I enjoyed the multiplayer a little bit. I tried to be open-minded, but I was not excited. You know, you know little lumps of baby shit in a small carrier bag? Oh, I know those. swung yeah. in the face of an, a dying old woman. That is better than... When the day has launched, uh, I was working at a Circuit City. And they had the display model there, and it had the Hunter's demo eventually. I don't know mm-hmm. when that was. And so I played the demo quite a bit, because I would be standing there in my department alone for hours on end. And uh, it was fine as a demo. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was like, like one um, long demo of the game. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but I knew that I never needed more than that demo. And when I did eventually buy a DS, I never bothered to pick up Hunters. But you know what they did great on the DS? The pinball. Oh, Metroid oh, Pinball. Oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah, that was really good. It was based on Prime 1. And you fought a lot of the same bosses and uh, a lot of the same music and stuff. That was really fun. But those games didn't sell a lot or gain a lot of critical... Reception, so I think well because they weren't mainstream Metroid games or like anything similar to the GBA games. They're just spinoffs. Nor should they have. I mean, this was like the Sonic Spinball of the Metroid franchise. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, Sonic Spinball is, in my opinion, the pinnacle of the Sonic franchise. It is pretty good. The music (laughs) is particularly nice. But I totally understand why it doesn't, you know, receive the same sort of attention from the hardcore, you know, people who actually like Sonic the Hedgehog in any way, shape, or form. Which there are many. Man, it's a popular series still. Interesting stuff. It it is at least nice to see that Nintendo hasn't totally abandoned Metroid, because they are including uh, a Metroid theme, uh, theme park or whatever in Nintendo Land. Yeah, which is really fun. That's oh, I can't first. wait for someone to ask Reggie why Nintendo's not supporting Metroid, and he just goes, well, what do you want? It's in Nintendo land. What more could a hardcore gamer want? I'm seeing him tomorrow. I have to take a bus in, like, With eight you. hours. Yeah. <laughs> you and Reggie bussing around America. I would watch that on the history. Are, you, are you interviewing him? 
No, I don't think so. But there's like a okay. round table, you know, at a table, oh, okay. and we'll be looking at him, and he will talk. And I might get to ask him a question. I'm bringing a video camera. And actually, uh, they only let me in. There's uh, Me and Dale were going to go, but Dale couldn't go. So I don't have anyone to shoot video. But I actually asked uh, the guy who runs Go Nintendo to shoot the videos. And I'll shoot him some videos. And we're going to team up. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's he's a super nice guy. And they're only letting him in either. So he doesn't have anyone to shoot his videos. So, you know, friendship, brotherhood, teaming up. Ask, Ask Reggie if I can be his friend. I will. That's the only thing I'll ask him. I'll ignore yeah. any other question. <laughs> any other question is meaningless. I don't want. To, I don't want to know anything else, and it stands to reason nobody else does either. I can imagine you're gonna have some really good questions for him. Uh yeah, I have some in my mind. I doubt I'll get to answer. I mean, I actually ask them, or that he'll even bother answering them. But I'm getting to interview someone named Kit Ellis afterwards. Oh, I, really? Do I know Kit Ellis, Hamza? Yeah, you do. You met him here. He, whenever we would go to Golan Harris to visit, to play Nintendo games in San Francisco, he was there. He's kind of oh, like a PR like guy. Yeah, that's who they gave me for a, uh, a hot interview. That's so I'll just... Great. Unless his role has changed, I don't know. He's a great guy to talk to, but I, I mean, you know, it's terms of us getting he's not coverage like a decision-making dude. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not, not like, a, you know... Yeah. Yeah, he's just gonna say unique Wii U interface to any question you ask him. <laughs> they gotta stay on message. The Nintendo people have told me uh, I'd love to answer your question with an answer, but instead I have to stay on message. They get drilled in their heads yeah. exactly how to answer everything. So, so I'll try to have fun with that. I was gonna ask him if Nintendo is the pootie tang of the video game industry. Oh, that fucking dog. Yeah, she's uh, my. Oh, my hide some chocolate in a bit of chicken and give it to it. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, keep her close for now on. My wife was making sure the dog didn't bark, but my wife conveniently left. So now I've got to handle dog and do podcast. But uh, what do you guys think? I can't imagine, imagine why your wife wouldn't want to be present for this exercise we perform every week. The pod. Oh well, I hide while I do this, so she doesn't have to put up with it. But um, yeah, I don't know. If she likes. <laughs> Um, the podcast you have to hide from your wife. I love that. <laughs> Hytoid is Jonathan Holmes' mistress. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I, it's like that. we are living in sin, Jonathan. That's a It's like I'm your bit on the side. It's like you like kiss your wife goodnight at night and say, mm-hmm. Good night, my wife. I will leave the house for a minute. Like that, and then some musical play. <laughs> and while you're like walking with your hands in your pockets of a trench coat down dark alleys with just a single light shining on it, it looks really stylish. And then you say, Ah, oh, it is my mistress. And I am there with a corset and <laughs> suspender stockings on and a cigarette holder. And I go, Oh, ma chai, I want to look at your big dick. And you say, Oh, have a look at this. <laughs> and you pull your penis out, right? And you say, Oh, have a touch of this. And I poke it with my finger. And I go, Oh, mais oui, mais oui, And then you go, Oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like they just laugh. <laughs> and then you go back to your house uh, with your wife not knowing of the seedy thing you did with your with your lover. That was my sex I had? <laughs> yes. 
just talking in French and just and yeah, we should do that. Penis, folks. Yeah, we should do that from now on. We should. Because, we should do that because it's not an affair. Because we're not actually having sex, but it's the thrill of having an affair without mm. without anything immoral going on. Uh, you just need a hat and a trench coat, and then I'll get the the girly bits and the the cigarette holder, and then just every night we just poke <laughs> each other on the penis, going oh. La poisson dans la rouge, petit pois, like that. While um, Conrad has uh, saxophone music on a boombox. Is it epic sax? Yeah, I? and I would also, I would like Hamza actually, Hamza to be sat in an alley with a dirty coat and an accordion, a broken accordion, and he's just, oh, have you got any change? They're closed to steel mill, and I have nowhere to work. And then you, like, throw him a penny and go, here's for your poverty, old man. <laughs> He's not old. Hamza? Hamza's, like, 15 or something, right? How old are you again, Hamza? <laughs> 15! Yeah, he's he's a child bride. He's if like, he's 15, uh, this podcast like is technically hmm? exploitation of a minor. It upsets <laughs> me enough when, like, children tell me they listen to this. You know, they're not like three-year-olds, but <laughs> young teenagers, young teenagers, young too. impressionable chillens listening to this, and the occasional ten-year-old who winds up at our panel. Oh yeah, how that? <laughs> yeah, I never even asked a lot about how that. I, why did it? Is there a ten-year-old listening to this? Yes. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, the internet. That was listening to the Podtoid animation, or watching it rather, at our panel. Wonderful, wonderful. Wow. Did he like it? Was it he or she? And did they like it? He seemed to be unfazed by it, but who knows? Maybe in ten years he'll have to, you know, he'll have some psychological scars that surface, and he goes on a killing spree in France, killing people, what? killing hobos with accordions. Unfazed by it is really. I mean, we should. Put that in quotes on a poster <laughs> for the show. <laughs> Ten-year-olds are unfazed by it. Yeah, you know? we promise well, the... not to phase your children. Um, <laughs> but kids, if you are listening, um, magic marker pens—they'll let you buy as many as you want. Tell them it's for a school project, um, but you can sniff them, and it's awesome. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Just putting a service out there. No, kids no, you shouldn't do that. Kids. Can sneak magic markers if they want. If they want, I'm pro-choice. I'm pro. <laughs> we're pro-life now. I I span on a dime like Mitt Romney. Oh, there's some scathing political satire, ladies and gentlemen. Aren't you fucking excited? Fuck. Uh, break the pens open and put them in a paper bag and just sort of you know cinch it off about halfway down. Shake it up real good. Break the pens. Break the pens into small pieces and get a lighter and melt it all down. Oh, and then no, no, no. And then suck it up into the needle and then just put, put it... <laughs> and, and make sure you listen to um, The Velvet Underground and Nico while you do it. It's an album with a banana on the cover. A fun child's banana. Um... Listen to that and do everything it tells you to do on that. And just do everything Lou Reed's ever done in his life. Read about his life and see how successful he is. That's Lou Reed. Mm. We all know who he is. Do no, everything he did 
um, do a lot of drugs and have sex with David Bowie. Oh, he did that? Probably. 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 Yeah. They, wrote, they wrote some tunes together. That yeah, they wrote some to... sex tunes together with their dicks <laughs> and their bums. With wow. Really? Ten-year-old just heard you say that. You know, just picture 20 10-year-olds just staring at you, Jim, while you're saying all of these things and, like, taking notes. He seems notes pretty like, oh, sweet and innocent, too, if, if I dare say. Oh, I mean, yeah, oh, just... Hold on, I've nearly finished thinking about 20 10-year-olds looking at me. <laughs> Continue. Wow. I love it because... Th- that kind of joke is suitable for ten-year-olds. Not not with their parents watching, but it's the kind of thing they do laugh at. Um, I realise I can amuse children just by saying piss. Uh, and they're like the easiest audience in the world. And that's, that's, that's what we should do when we do our stand-up comedy tour to primary schools, elementary schools. Um, we just stand on stage and shout piss until the principal escorts us off the premises. If, uh, we would be an underground sensation. Is that what what happened? Yeah. I fear. I'm just filled with fear. It'd be and... an under arrest sensation. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I suddenly feel like I am hurting children right now. <laughs> like the show is just like gonna make a kid do a crime. Or with something. the content on this show, we could be accused of distributing porn to minors. Yeah, but we don't. I, we don't. We don't minors out. Or... We don't put it in their hands. Right. Um, I don't. I don't think I've ever put anything in a child's hands. Neither have I. No. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. You, sure. you have anything? We'll have. We're going to have an amnesty. If you've done it, say it now. We'll say no more about it. And then no, I've never it. put anything in a child's child's hands. No. Anything of yours? No, nothing at okay, all. Okay, don't do it again. Define <laughs> child. And what's the statute of limitations? Wow. Why are we just the worst? We just became the worst people. <laughs> you were normally you just inspire bad. Us, John Holmes. You just it's inspire us. It's my fault? Why did I? How did I make that? <laughs> the worst. <laughs> I love that question. That's my new favorite question. Um, there's no answer for it. There's no reason for the things we do, Jonathan, in life. We're just unchained spirits, mm. Jonathan. We're yeah. just three people putting podcasts, putting putting make, essentially making like dirty passes at kids. <laughs> it's pretty bad, pretty bad. But you know, so far so good. Also, yeah, I should stress this. Th- I I only ever do this podcast assuming adults watch it, listen to it, right? Um, sure. If children listen to it, it's Jonathan Holmes's fault. Because <laughs> Jonathan Holmes, I mean, he looks in many ways like like a tweener. <laughs> I send your complaint what? emails to Jonathan at destructive.com. I mean, he looks like he looks like one of the characters from Yo Gabba Gabba. Uh, children are attracted to that. Children, I, children find Jonathan Holmes very attractive, and in in, in that way, it's not Holmes's fault per se. The kids um, make the move. Send your yo gabba gabba <laughs> art pervert art to Jonathan Holmes. Jonathan at destructive.com. No. You shouldn't do that. No. I gabba the other day. It's uh, it's spirited. It's not. 
there's a there's a there's a lack of spirit because what happens is the the funny man comes out and open he's got like these small boxed universes with these creatures that he puts in and then it's like eat your food and then the, <laughs> the creatures will repeat phrases of just gonna eat my food here is an apple gonna eat my food here is an apple gonna eat my food here is an apple and then it's like now it's time to put it in the trash and they're like putting away trash it's really fun putting away trash is it's very orwellian it's very tyrannical kind of stuff this guy has made this world where he is god Mm. And he's got these creatures at his beck and call. He chooses when they live and when they die at the beginning and end of every episode. Carries just this... Exist- he carries existence under his arm. Yeah, everything else is just white, right? And he chooses... Yeah, yeah, there's nothing. He mm. has the universe. And the message seems to be, you do what the man says or there will be fucking trouble. This man has the power to make Elijah Wood appear and disappear at will. He has control over Elijah Wood. Just and think, Marquis too, right? Doesn't he show up sometimes? Yeah, just imagine what he's going to do to you, you snot-nosed little three-year-old fuck. <laughs> you, you are fucked. So do what your parents say or they'll get scary man round to put you in his box of secrets. That sounds like a new Silent Hill. That could be good. Yo Gabba Gabba Silent Hill. I would watch Silent Hill Yo Gabba Gabba. (laughs) (laughs) Could be good. I need to think of a better name for it than what I just said. But yeah, concept is sound. It is creepy. And when you, if you're me or someone my age who grew up on weird kid shows that actually had ideas and were funny, like um, Pee Wee's Playhouse, for instance, you expect Yo Gabba Gabba to do that, but it doesn't. Like you said, it just kind of... uh, nightmarish, repetitive uh, brainwashing tool for the yeah, children. very much yeah. like this podcast. Mm, we've repeated the same stuff many times yeah. for the children to be programmed, Indeed. In fact, it is about this time um, Jonathan Holmes' anus. Okay, oh. mention that. I've just, I just had to say it and we can carry on. <laughs> I think you mentioned it before in, in when you reenacted an episode of Kirby right back at you. Oh, yeah, I slipped it in. I, I slipped Uranus in. You did. Even though it's negative space, somehow you you made it uh, go somewhere. Right, I, think it, I think it's my dream for you to fuck me with your anus. Oh, what? Some, somehow. I think if we had a, a powerful enough vacuum, maybe one of the abortion ones for when we stop all abortion and we've just got these vacuums doing nothing. Um, if I popped one of them up your little twinkler... Uh, twisted it a bit just to get it in firm and then turned it on and sucked it and then just yanked so your anus pops out like a kind of long thick tongue and then you can stick that up my ass like a geoduck yeah and we'll be on all fours facing away from each other and we'll just bounce back and forth like it's a big veiny double ender that's the worst send your fan art of what Jim just said (laughs) jonathanadestructed.com Uh, and I'm picturing uh, the Kirby music happening the whole time. Oh, Kirby, definitely. Kirby, Kirby, that's the one you should know. <laughs> Kirby, 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 the show, just us doing that. That would be 
painful yeah. and sad. Johnny, 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 will you tongue fuck me with your anus? Uh, I was going to talk about a subject before, but now my mind is just completely wiped and in pain. Yeah. That dog How are you guys? like throwing up. I have to keep her from barking, so as a result, I just let her chew on my body the whole time that we do the show, and she's really into it. Oh, So all I've got to do... I think Jim is really jealous of that right up. now. So, hmm? yeah, I mean, if I go to E3, if I just start going... <laughs> like just glob on to any bit of you and start notching. <laughs> if it keeps you from barking during the podcast, yeah. I would love to spend a whole week walking around E3 just like chewing on your nip. Just going... <laughs> while you interview like Keiji and Afune or something and I'm just... <laughs> uh, you want to talk about the video games? There's something in there. Speaking of KG and Afune, he's got a new game. Isn't it what Ninjas vs. Zombies or something? Zombie thing. Yeah, yeah these really robots. Bad. Yeah, it's like uh, got a budget behind it. Prior to this, he didn't have any money when he was doing his startup company, but seems like he's got some backers now. That's good. What is it called again, though? I just read about it today. The zombies and something else. Not ninjas. Not zombie, pirates. Robots. Zombie do. Zombie do it. Zombie do it. Zombie zombie have a friend. <laughs> That's not what it's called. I hope it comes out here. Uh, some of my favorite zombie games of late, like Love Zombie, which was a DS game where you herd zombies and command them to do stuff, Pikmin style. It never came out here, even though it clearly is awesome. I was sad. So not all the Japanese zombie games make it to the side of the... the Yaiba! It's called Yaiba, Zombies and Ninjas. Zombies and ninjas. I was I was right about that. Wow, it's uh, it's kind of pandering, isn't it? Just like things Americans like from 1990s: zombies, ninjas, pirates. Maybe we'll be next. Who knows? But if it's a game's fun, I don't care. Do it. Do it in a few days. I want to see what you got. Maybe let's do it. it. It looks interesting. Uh, what about Fuse? Huh? Yeah. Tell me about it. What about What's Fuse? fuse? Uh, Hansa can tell you more than me. He previewed Fuse. This was originally called Overstrike. Insomniac, the Ratchet and Clank guys did this. It looked fantastic when it was announced in 2011. Yeah, it was 2011. Um, brightly coloured, cartoony. It was a shooter. It was a, it was a co-op shooter, but had a lot of sense of humour and like hyper-realistic energy to it. Looked fantastic. Hansa saw it. It's now called Fuse. And what what's in that game, Hansa? Is it like it used to be in 2011? No, far from it, Jim. It's like the opposite, actually. Um, imagine Army of Two, or, I don't know, Gears of War, or Inversion. Inversion? Oh, oh, that's upsetting. Okay, well, okay, I wouldn't go that far, because Inversion was really a pile of shit. But, um, Inversion is, I mean, basically imagine any typical third-person shooter. There's a heavy emphasis on four-player co-op, either with other people or with uh, the AI. Uh, and the other hook of the game is the fuse element, which is like this alien substance that the government has harnessed and weaponized. So each of the four main playable characters has one unique fuse power weapon. So one of the girls, uh, I forget her name, but she has this, this gun that... Uh, will coat enemies 
and triggers singularities, which basically means like it, it creates wormholes on their bodies and and sucks them into the wormhole, completely like evaporating them. Huh. Um, so I mean, it has a couple of cool like you know like hooks, but I feel like they're relying too much on these hooks to differentiate itself when it really can't differentiate itself because it really feels like your average third-person shooter. You have cover fire, you have blind fire, you have you know the standard traditional guns you'll also get in this game. And it, it, when, it, when it was Overstrike, it felt like it was trying to do something very unique in the market where it's overrun and overflooded with all these shooters. Now Overstrike, it feels like it's just trying to play it too safe, and competing directly with all these other third-person shooters. I'm always surprised when they're like, and in this game, there's a gun. When you shoot the guy first, his head falls off, and then his arms blow <laughs> up. And they're like, but he's still dead, just like if I shot him with a bullet. And they're like, oh no, no, but this is different because there's a wormhole that opens up, and then a demon eats him. And then, well, the, but the effect is still the same. I shot uh, a man, and then a man just, died. Jonathan, you just invented the demon wormhole gun. <laughs> and that, I'm sorry, I would be excited by that. If you just shot, shot wormholes at walls and ceilings and floors and demons just came out, grabbed people and bit them to pieces and then got sucked back in the wormhole and it had gone. That would be fantastic. That's a new oh, video thanks. game. You just need to sure. I mean, it, it is, you know, it just kills someone. But it is a, it's all about the effect. I mean, you couldn't have any game where... I mean, every game has guns and bullets and all this shit that that the guy could steal. At least with this, there's flair to killing the enemies. Flares is neat, but you know, I like it when the guns, like a shotgun, is very different from a handgun. It's different than a Uzi in terms of when and how you use it. And uh, the sniper rifles, some of my favorites. Just uh, you, you get what I'm saying there, Hamza. Right, Hamza? Hamza? No, not really. That's all right, Hamza. Let's move on. He's making uh, a play Jim. on flair. It- it was yeah. In 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 the words of um, Peter Falk, yes, yes, you're very smart. Now shut up. <laughs> that was a Columbo callback. Wow. Oh <laughs> um, we, we you, you are uh, demographic. Yeah, me and Colin oh, no, got that one. Fred Savage, Princess Bride, little, you know. You'd, you'd be surprised how many people in their twenties have never heard of that movie. That's, that's oh, we now live in a world where no one remembers Shanghai Noon. <laughs> Think of that. Think of that. Actually, Have they seen Shanghai Nights? On a, on a slightly related note, we were talking the other day, um, myself and Alex, Wild Wild West. Mm. That film. Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. Wait. Wicked Wicked Wild Wild. No, no yeah. one remembers that film now. <laughs> no, we... When, giant fucking spider. When it's brought up, yeah, it's pretty cool. some of us will remember, you know, Will Smith, giant fucking spider, etc. But back in the day, that film was everywhere. You know, Burton oh, sure. tie-ins, televised trailers, round the clock. We all saw the big metal spider, Wiki Wiki Wild Wild. Uh, that was a thing for a while, the Wiki Wiki Wild Wild. South Park did a, a, a whole episode where a big running... Wild Wild West joke was going on. And it just made me remember, like, just think how old we're getting, how close to death we all are, that once Wild Wild West was one of the most significant films of the moment, and Mm. now, like, you could go to anyone 
um, younger than us and say, wiki wiki wow wow, and they'll look at you and go, what? Get the fuck out of my school. It's very embarrassed when that happened. Oh, yeah. And when it comes on, they're like, and they don't, they see it as an old movie. When it comes on, they're like, yeah. what's this old movie? What's this classic movie? Wild Wild West. Wild, Wild West. Now, classic. It's an obscure classic. <laughs> Just like the TV series it was based upon. Oh, yeah, well, that's actually old. Um, and actually and, uh, a forgotten classic, by and large. Yeah, and they revived it, and history fucking repeats itself. <laughs> I wonder if they'll remake Wild Wild West. Oh, you know they it. will! Except now... Why are you brought it up? Except now well, they'll be edgy. They'll be edgy in Hollywood and just call it Wild West. <laughs> so, so that we know it's darker and grittier like Fuse. Um... That's another thing that I think has stopped. Uh, back in the 90s, especially, cartoon series based on films, whether the film was appropriate for children or not. Like, that was oh, sure. the thing. Um, Never Ending Story had one. Uh, Conan, there was Conan the Adventurer, I think they called it. Conan! The Back Adventurer. to the Future had a cartoon. Uh, Back to the Future oh, yeah. had a cartoon. I remember that one because when they showed Princess Diana's funeral uh, live on every fucking TV channel, which was boring, BBC Two had the Back to the Future cartoon on. So, some good came out of <laughs> Diana's death. There was a Teen Wolf cartoon, uh, too, and there was a crossover. There was a I t- remember the Teen Wolf cartoon. Mm. Wow. And it, it crossed over with the Back to the Future cartoon, so uh, Michael J. Fox hung out with Michael J. Fox in a different art style. It was awesome. There was... Um, and now there's a Teen Wolf series right now. There's a new one. Yeah, I've, heard is, I've heard it's good. I've it's kind of all right. There's a lot of hunks. There's uh, beaten up monsters like a snake man. I haven't found MTV to really do drama well since Dead at 21. Oh, I forgot about that show. Everybody forgot about Dead at 21. The writers (laughs) forgot about Dead at 21. (laughs) Do you remember the Toxic Crusaders? That is true. Oh, I remember the Toxic Crusaders. I've actually been uh, re-watching trauma films. uh, Oh, yeah? Because Alex goes to lessons, like marketing lessons. um, Some... college or other and i'm on my own monday nights doing fuck all and after i've had my third wank i've got nothing else to do so i put on a trauma film now i watched uh citizen toxie mm, the uh, fourth one right the way before yeah toxic four which mm-hmm. i love just because of the sergeant kabuki man and lemmy um, you feel awful watching them, though. You feel like the worst human alive watching a trauma <laughs> film because they're not funny. They're, Hulk Hogan. They're just Hulk psych- Hogan had a cartoon. Hulk Hogan, fuck, he did, didn't he? Oh sure. Yeah, he had a cartoon. Little Shop of Horrors had one. It was just called. Oh, Little that's Super true. Dave Osborne. Oh, he had one too. Yeah. Did you yeah, know mm-hmm. there was going to be an Aliens one? I think I did know that, but tell me more about it. Yeah, it was cancelled. There's only, like, scant evidence of an intro and some uh, merchandise they had, like a shirt and a lunchbox and stuff. I forget what it was. I think it was going to be called Operation Aliens, and they were going to tie it into the Kenner toys. So Mm. I can imagine you'd have, like, Bull Alien and Scorpion Alien and all that shit. But, yeah, never made it out of the initial marketing phase. Uh, There was that, and uh, Swamp Thing. Was another yeah, cartoon. Oh, yeah. cartoon. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes had one. Oh, I watched oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Sean Astin. Uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, it was fucking uh, 
Oh, oh man. <laughs> Pretty much all the Disney... No, actually not back then. No, that's more of a nowadays thing. I'm, yeah, I'm imagining it. that Aliens cartoon in my head, and it's it's kind of awesome. It yeah, would be awesome in a, a terrible way. It would be awesome. Like, I could see the, you know, the corporation sending out aliens to go and take out this ragtag batch of miners that have discovered this, you know, horrible experiment that they're under, and they're trying to get... Oh, man, no, stop thinking about it. <laughs> get it out. Evolution had one. Who the fuck remembers Evolution? Oh, the... The like, David Duchovny familiar. Yeah, I think David Duchovny was in it, and it was, it was basically Men in Black. I believe Orlando. There was a Orlando, not Orlando Bloom. Yeah, or, Orlando, Orlando Jones. Yeah, Sanchez was in that. And uh, Men in Black, of course, had a cartoon as well. There was. Oh a yeah, that wasn't that bad. There was a what? Highlight. Oh, I, I remember that too. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was a teenager, and it was super futuristic, and it was weird. I also yeah, believe that was around the time they debuted, um, I forget what, the, the Extreme Ghostbusters, I think they were, or New uh, Ghostbusters, where they had a new generation of Ghostbusters. What a, That was the day that my childhood died. One was in a wheelchair, one was a goth girl. Yeah, the goth girl, I oh, remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, memory lane. Oh, you boys, oh. you take me right there, boys. I enjoy it. Thanks for the trot down the lane. <laughs> uh, have you? Sorry, <laughs> Why don't weird. you do that forever? Why isn't Jonathan <laughs> the character and that be your normal guy? <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain. Conan, it. the adventurer. He must undo the curse of living stone cast upon his family by the cruel wizard Rathamon. So people gave a real shit back then. It's not like yeah. today. No one cares anymore in cartoons. You can live or die, and it doesn't matter. Back then, it was Living Stone, and family, and Rathabon. Oh, yeah, his family stick. wasn't dead in that version, because they didn't want death. They didn't so want death. Living, yeah. living, living Stone, Rathabon, family, and Rathabon, you bastard. Did you guys ever see Inhumanoids? And that's the last I'll talk of cartoons because we've been talking about them for a while. Do you have, have you seen that, Jim? I, I don't know. I don't know. You've got to watch it. Oh my god, Jim! It's like they. It's like you made that show. It's like if you were bored and a little tired and you had to write a cartoon show. This is what <laughs> would come out of it. I mean, it's not like your best work, but. It's basically there's just evil monsters that will kill people and then just some guys that are supposed to fight them that aren't very good. And that's the show. So there's the devil, there's a swamp thing, and then there's this giant cackling zombie dinosaur man named Decompose who's like, Decompose! Decompose! Hold on a minute. Was, Coming back to you? was the back swamp you? thing guy called Tendril? I never saw the cartoon. I had a sticker book, and I got all of my information from Inhumanoids from this sticker book. I never even knew it was a cartoon. Actually, you I think I, I think I got an inkling it was a cartoon, but I just remember I just remember Tendril, and I remember some weird thing that looked like it was made out of clay that ran very fast. And the only thing I remember was the the thing in the book saying he was more than a match for someone, because that's where I learned the phrase "more than a match for." Which is the worst <laughs> anecdote ever, but... No, I enjoyed it. it that's right life. There. That's the life of a child. 
the innocent yeah. life of a child, like the ones we're ruining with this podcast. Well, hopefully they'll all go watch Inhumanoids and, and feel better because yeah. it is terrifying. Like, it, it, your kids, it shouldn't have been made for kids. There's zombies, I, there's a zombie outbreak in it that's legitimately terrifying, and a devil gets married to the Statue of Liberty in the surreal moment, and she's like a, a crabby old housewife that demands that he... It's weird. Yeah, watch it. I just realized you guys are... We're we're reminiscing about cartoons... That you guys for sure saw, but I, I really didn't grow up with them. I was more of a you know mid early nineties guy, and you're just oh yeah, you were watching. I only watched the stuff you're talking about. Well, the thing is, I, I don't. I was think... bored, or they weren't showing my cartoons at the time. I I, I don't. You guys are old. You How old really are you, Hamza? Because I didn't think we were too far apart. I'm 27. We should be around the same. I'm tw- yeah, I'm 28. So you should have okay. seen this stuff because I mean, most of the nineties cartoons were reruns from the eighties. <laughs> Uh, most mm-hmm. of the cartoons I remember were 90s, or at least shown heavily in the 90s. Uh, the Police Academy cartoon. Oh, oh my god. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, locked out, because like, I remember mostly like just Disney cartoons and whatever was on Cartoon Network. Or Nickelodeon, yeah. actually. That's where the better stuff was. Invader Zim and all that stuff. Well, not, yeah. That's way later, but... Was it really? Yeah, Invader Zim is a late edition. That's like oh, in yeah? the 2000s. Uh, it's all a blur for an old man yeah. like me. Pantoy! Pantoy, your cartoon disgusting podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Listen to some failed old men remember days when they had hope. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. Uh, when, do, when do you want me to do the questions? It's not questions time yet, is it? Uh, let's do it now, because I actually do have to uh, run and get ready, because I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go leaving on a jet plane. Are you all oh, for the uh, the thingy? Yeah, the escapist thing. Yeah, I'm doing that uh, this weekend. I oh, I'm so tired. I uh, I couldn't. I, I had to do it. And like I said, I, I didn't do packs, but I wasn't going to do anything. But this was already prearranged. So, you know, not that I want to be rude and say I don't want to be here. But Borderlands is on my desk. <laughs> Why do you hate your friends? Why do you hate your fans? You have all fans, and you dish them a pack. Because they're disgusting. And now you go to some, some small convention. Uh, escapists. escapists. Um, You're a major player in the escapist world, aren't you? Mostly with escapist. my balls. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, it's it's okay. relatively... It's weird, because I... It's like a, it's a whole different audience from Destructoid. There is some bleed over. To the point where I uploaded a video to Destructoid's YouTube channel. I did the unboxing of Darksiders 2. And there were comments of like, is, is that Jim Sterling from The Escapist? And I'm like, <laughs> I've uploaded 10 dozen videos to this fucking channel. People are retardards. That's the, that's what the internet has taught me. That everyone... Yeah, what do teenagers say now, guys? I just found out about YOLO. I'm writing uh, Teenage Pokemon. I gotta write that teenage dialogue. So I'm gonna write YOLO in there. Did, um, did I tell you guys I got recognized by someone this like the other day? Oh, no. Really? no. Yeah, it Were was, they teenage? I, you know, uh, I, I would probably say late teenage, maybe early 20s. He was uh, um, Asian. Had a lot of piercings mm. and tattoos. Wow. Uh, he was cool. standing in line behind me at the subway. <laughs> it's and he two- knew you from, from Destructoid? It's 2.30 in the morning. 
and I'm at the 24-hour subway. And there's, I mean, it's the bar. The bar's let out at two here, and I live right on a bar row. Mm. And there's a 24-hour subway, some blocks down the road, and you, you know. Middle of the night, there's really nowhere else to go. I go to Subway and I get a sandwich. And there were like 12 people in the line. And dudes just slinging sandwiches. It was absolutely astounding. And then I get up to the front. And I'm just trying to pay and get the fuck out of there. And the guy's like, hey, uh, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, I am. Thanks. Uh, I got to go. Whoa. <laughs> and I'm out. I felt like really bad as I leave it. I was like, wow. I hope that dude didn't feel like I was blowing him off. He might have felt like you were, you were too good for him. And that I, you didn't I do. Want His name is Vinny. Oh. And Asian I know Vinny. this. I know this because the, the guy who works the late night, he knows my name from repeated visits. And apparently Vinny's a regular too. <laughs> Why do you Maybe hate you'll your see fans? Vinny again? Why do you hate your fans? Don't, I, I don't. I don't. It's just strange to. It, it's just kind of odd. The whole thing is a little odd. Like, it, when it happens at a gaming show, I kind of understand. Like, that, that makes sense to me that someone would recognize me in that context. But for mm. somebody to just recognize me on the street... You're pretty recognizable. Just, you got a signature look. That's true. That, cool. that, 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 it is a thing. Yeah, you look great. Yeah. Well, next time you'll see Vinny, and I'm sure there will be an Oh, assignment. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I can pass a message him. through the subway guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll have time to make it up to Vinny and... Show them that you love them. Love them right back. So we'll be good. Uh, I got some questions in. You want me to start with the questions? Let's do it. This is actually a question I meant to ask myself, but I didn't get to it. And I can never pronounce this lovely man's name. We're so close on Twitter. His niece calls me Monkey Man. I know him well. I know what his niece calls me. But I can never say his name right because he's from uh, Europe. Stijin Kralijin? Ugh. I tried. He asks, what's with these developers giving up on single player, huh? I like single player games. I don't want them to go. And then emoticon of uh, mouth going down and to the left because not happy. Uh, we were talking about that with Insomniac's new game. And didn't Insomniac today just say that uh, they're only making multiplayer games as well? They think every game is more fun to play with your friends? But online, not, not local multiplayer because God forbid... You spend time with your friends in the same room. Yeah, it seems to be the thing with AAA development now. It's you can't just have a single-player game, even if there's a story. It's got to have multiplayer or co-op in it, and yeah, whatever. I think that's why Darksiders Two might not have sold as well. I honestly think that. I think it's horse's ass. I think I think the whole multiplayer thing is horse's ass. I I, I think it's a myth <laughs> because, like you know, games like Skyrim are still doing fine. Heavy Rain was a success. Um, L.A. Noir did very well. I think it's horse's ass, Jonathan. Horse's ass. Well, you I know, do, uh, I don't think multiplayer has helped games like you know. I don't think it improved Bioshock 2 sales. I don't think. I mean, that fucking Shadow Run or Shadow Gate, whatever it was fucking called, that was multiplayer. Like that would have been the biggest game of the year instead of a fucking failure if it had. Um, if you know, if multiplayer was all you needed to be a success. Um, Dark Sector we'd still be talking about today if all you needed was multiplayer to be a success. <laughs> it's horse's ass. It's horse's bunkum ass. That's the Krull game, right? Dark Sector? Dark it's Sector. Krulli. It's actually That's not a Krull. bad game, and the multiplayer was interesting, but wasn't enough to make it any more than a, a joke title people bring up when they talk about dark and gritty stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, that was one of the many dark games. Yeah, what actually, were you going to say, Hamza? It was actually a game where in the developer diary, they said the words dark and gritty when describing it without a trace of irony. Yeah, because that was back in like 2007 before people knew that was a joke. Yeah, But Hamza, you were going to say, you've got insight, Hamza. What's your insight, well, Hamza? Well, I was going to say, I do like how, I mean, Fuse is... They they want four player co op experience here, but uh, if you're playing by yourself, there's three other you know the three other characters are with you as AI controlled characters, and at any time in the single player experience, you can hot swap to a different character, and take advantage of their weapons, and mm. it's it's like it's like a seamless. They call it leap, so you're literally leaping from character to character as you please, and the progress continues in the single player experience. So I do like that at least. Um, but it remains but to be seen how well the AI itself really is. But uh, yeah. I mean, there's that that you know consideration at least. So so Jim and everyone, do you think that multiplayer doesn't help games sell all that much? That would be, that's what you're saying, right? I Jim? think it depends on the game. I think too many developers think it doesn't matter. Like you can put these feet like the same homogenous feature sets into any game. And it's like a magic formula that unlocks profit. Which, mm. again, I think is horse's arse, Jonathan. It's horse's winking at anus. Uh, and it, Look it, at us, the Spec Ops. The, that just came out, and the developers were like, yeah, we didn't want to do multiplayer. It was mandated from 2K. And I mean, everyone that's talking about that game talks about the single player. They're not talking about the, the multiplayer. Yeah. Like, it, like, unless you're this like, powerhouse established company, like, say, Activision or EA with Battlefield and Call of Duty, who you know already have these killer multiplayer setups you're not going to succeed well i've always said bioshock this. oh go mm-hmm. ahead i know excuse me i've always said this like once you've captured the flag in halo you're set you've got your game a lot of yeah. these players of call of duty halo uh, battlefield they get dedicated to a game they get really good at it and they're not really interested in more i mean mm. how many how many rounds of Team Deathmatch do you want to play? It's and and you can see this evidence. There are games like Overlord, Overlord. The first one had multiplayer. No uh. one played it. No one played it. People demand multiplayer online and things. You know, oh, they're bringing out Streets of Rage on XBLA. Better have multiplayer. Who's playing it? Fuck all. Well, okay, at least in that in, in that t- that game, at least that makes sense. I mean, the the original games were co-op, but it, it's right. true of shooters as well, like Fear, Wolfenstein, very very sparsely populated. The Transformers games that High Moon did, like there's yeah, there's a bit of it's a it's quite a good multiplayer, but you know, there's not a huge amount of people playing. I mean, yeah. even the like, ones from the major companies, they don't live that long either. I mean, you look at Dead Space 2's multiplayer, which didn't hold out for very long in terms of having a base of people playing it. Red Dead Redemption is one of the most successful multiplayer games you know, that they've had in a long time, and that one really managed to make something compelling and carry it out. But even those guys can be hit and miss. Yeah, and these are the publishers that want people to still buy games brand new a year later. But if your game hinges on fucking co-op, why would you want to buy a game brand new a year later when you know no fucker's going to be around to play with you? It just, mm. it makes, it, it makes little sense to me. There are some games where, yeah, I see it. You know, I've got nothing against co-op. I've got nothing against online multiplayer. There are games that do it very, very well. But if it's something like Fear, 
fear especially where it's a game I, I'm playing more specifically to be scared on my own you know it's a supposed to be a claustrophobic atmospheric uh, shooter but fear 3 co-op in it ruined the experience really it, it just in became defense, weird in defense of fear I just picked it up, uh, picked up Fear 3 and in the last Steam sale, and I bought a copy for my best friend from high school. And here's the reason. He is a sissy. And so <laughs> while I may never be scared by being involved in another game, you know, co-op, he's going to be, and I'm going to listen to it. So there are benefits. You just have to find the guy who's actually going to be frightened. <laughs> you know? uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's this is why I thank whatever is out there for PC gaming, because at least you've got a lot of developers who do quality shit and aren't so terrified of losing money that they will glob onto any kind of trope they can find. Um, I don't think we'd have something like Amnesia anywhere but PC at the moment. And and it's sad that we, we, we can't have that. I especially in horror games, you know, but you got this guy from Insomniac, Ted Price, saying, oh, in my opinion, it's often more fun to play with friends. And it speaks of this mentality where it doesn't matter what the game is, it doesn't matter what the context is, it's always going to be successful to just throw mm. in an established successful feature. But that's not always true. Amnesia would be ruined if you played it with a friend. I think it would, be, it would ruin it. I've played games, like role-playing games, with a focus on story that's co-op, and I get people insulting me, sending me messages on Xbox Live, furious because I'm watching the cutscenes. And that's not a good experience for me. And it's not a good experience if I'm playing a horror game and there's someone with words floating above their head and they're jumping up and down around me. It's Well, cooperative, you know, multiplayer in an online context, like, I have to... It has to be opt-in. I can't just have my game open and let anybody walk in because that you're asking for your game to be ruined at that point. Mm -hmm. But yeah. then, I mean, by the other token, you then have to synchronize your session with someone else and work to a schedule and arrange play dates. And I'm like, fuck off. I want to play <laughs> yeah. games that's convenient for me, not somebody else. Yeah, so I just won't play it in multiplayer. And I just I just don't buy those games. And there's so many games out there. Like, I can't get upset that anybody's not making the thing that I want them to, because somebody is. I'm only sad when... But it's a dwindling list, I fear. Of, of games? Well, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I'm only sad when games I used to, like, change. Because they're not making... No one else is making games that are like the old Resident Evils used to be. And that's, you know, that series has more or less changed into something totally different now. I've been hearing nothing but bad things about Resident Evil 6. I'm playing and, it right even, now, and I'm saying nothing. I can't yet. Yeah, but. I know, you can't, yeah. But, like, even with the stuff I played, it's just been like, this is this is horrible. This is not Based what Resident Evil should be about. Experience. Yeah, I'm not, mm-mm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'll buy it eventually. Yeah. I'll Based, buy it. Based on preview code that I can talk about, and talk about the preview bit, I can say that, even by action standards, it's not something I'd be into. Well, from what I played, it, they didn't go far enough into anything interesting in terms of an action game. They still held on to some of 
the old Resident Evil, but not enough of it to make it feel like Resident Evil. It's just kind of a watered-down mess, worst yeah. of both worlds sort of a deal. I that's think that's the problem with a lot of games right now, is mm-hmm. the, the the guys with their hands on the purses are so terrified of, of alienating anyone that they make these half-steps towards everything until you've just got this gelatinous grey sludge that isn't anything it's neither one thing nor the other and it lacks identity and and again i think that's what happened with the aesthetic of fuse it's mm-hmm. it tried to look like everything and what what happens when you mix all the colors in a paint pot together you just get this muck yeah you don't get a rainbow you get brown yeah i am uh i'm interested speaking of this whole multiplayer stuff um Watch Dogs, the, the game Ubisoft revealed at E3 that everyone was crazy about, it's going to have multiplayer in the sense that there's going to be an iOS version of the game. And iOS players, or console players, can let iOS players opt into their world. And a person on the, on the iOS, the iPad or whatever, he can actually kind of either assist or just fuck with the player in that like he can switch the traffic signals, he could scatter around, kind of around the map and all that stuff. And I, I kind of like that vision of multiplayer i mean I, that's probably never going to be mainstream enough at least not this oh, no that could be that's a, consoles. that's a unique idea and that's something yeah. yeah that's hats off for that like i've got no problem with multiplayer or co-op if if you can justify it with a good reason just saying mm. oh well it's it's fun it's fun to play with friends uh, no matter what you're doing, it's, it's co-op, guys. It's like, that's... No, no, tell me why this is essential to what you're doing. If it's just there to be there, no. You've not justified mm. it. I'm not impressed. Uh, but that, the Watch Dogs, like, that's tied in with the theme of the game, the whole hacking yeah. thing. It, it's in keeping with the universe, and it adds a totally fresh dimension to the to the proceedings it's similar to like something like demon souls where you could invade someone else's world as a phantom and 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 fuck them up uh, i love that kind of stuff just this stuff that that adds this dynamic living breathing atmosphere to your game um yeah. just co-op just a guy stood next to you there to be there that that does nothing for me yeah and if Same you're gonna here. have to shoehorn that stuff in at least make it an option. Like, Dead Space 3, at least you could still play it by yourself and enjoy the right. core experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. Nah, we did it. Uh, that was a good question. Reason. And if we still gave prizes on this podcast, we would totally give that guy a prize. Yeah. We don't, though. No, we, we, never, we stopped that with Anthony. <laughs> yeah. For some reason in there, I was thinking about the fact that in Iraq, the slur... For gay people is puppies. Did you know that? What does that have to do with anything? I'm not sure, but it is pretty interesting that they use a word for like a cute, lovable, harmless uh, animal uh, to, and they'll say like, "You, you puppies are ruining our world. I'll kill you, puppies." Aren't there some cultures in sort of the Middle East where dogs are considered unclean animals? Or, or did I just say something racially offensive and ignorant? That was just a question. You know, oh, it's a, it's a minefield. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what? I think you're kind of right. Culturally, I, th- I, I I don't think we're we're not supposed to have pets. I mean, oh. just wasn't there that thing where those soldiers were throwing dogs at prisoners, ruining right. their, or you their day? Or you could have pets just be in the house. Some shit like that. 
Oh, anyway, that's a fact for you guys to know. I'll do another question. Dur- that was a great Thanks, thanks, yeah. puppy. What, yeah. What's wrong with... Yeah, call me puppy, dog. I don't there'll, mind. there'll be more homophobia facts next week. <laughs> um, yeah, one source for homophobia facts. <laughs> Lewis Gibb asks video games, yes or no? No. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And and Conrad, did you get in there yet? Did I get into what? I'm sorry. Well, you video games, yes or no? I'm sorry. Say that again. I can't understand you. Why am I so bad? I'm I don't sorry. know. Video games is the question. Uh huh. Your options for answer are yes or no. Okay. Well, there's no. Um, who, when, what, where? Yeah, I said why, yes. Or I'm how? I said it's, no. just, it's just video games, is the question. Mm. Yes. Because video games. Because video games. Yes, or no. To say yes, it's easier. I don't <laughs> know that that's true, because then I'm affirming <laughs> so... myself to something. You are, and you'll be And I don't know forever. what exactly. I mean, I know it's video games, but like, is that a lifelong commitment? No, no, it's not. It's just right now. Is this legally binding? Like, am I entering into some sort of bizarre social contract? Am I getting married again? Because I gotta, this is gonna be a problem. I gotta ask my wife. Uh, You're not getting married. You're just answering if right now, on this podcast, Destructoid Podcast, video games? Yes or no? You can't answer it. (laughs) No, I can't. Next question. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. Let's uh, make this the are... last one because I've got to oh, get running. Oh, that's so much pressure. Oh. Thomas Strong asks, if you could rename Destructoid as a property to anything you wanted, what would the site be dubbed from this point on? That's tough. Whale Dildos. Uh, I... Whale Dildos by Hamza Aziz, a website. That's what it would be called. <laughs> I would call it... Um... Sugar bears, eat them up. That's a very inviting. Isn't that inviting? You're like, oh, sugar bears. I want to see what that is. And then it's video game news, and you're disappointed. But, but Destructoid as a name and uh, Nero. Oh, I don't know what call it. Polygon. <laughs> we'll see how they do. It's in, they're they're interesting. Polygon, they are interesting guys. I think. Uh, what are, you got any ideas, Conrad? Uh, yeah, no, I. Because I would have, we would have to like rebuild the brand all up from the ground up. No one would recognize it. I mean, the, the amount of work involved in relaunching it as Sugar Bears Eat 'Em Up would be, oh god. It wouldn't be uh, if I could go back in time and when Destructoid first launched, because the Destructoid name, it's recognized now and means something on its own. Right, like, but that's because it was a simple name that's easily recognizable. Sugar Bears Eat 'em Up would have a much harder road to success, I think, than Destructoid. You really think so? Aww. Oh, yes. I, I thought Sugar Bears was a good name. Uh, no, it's a horrible name. What is wrong with you? No, it's, wow. a, it's a fine name, except it's uh, not a name for, I think that's appropriate, for a video game publication, which you then, in fact, stated because you were going to bait and switch your readership. But then eventually, like Glitterberry. Glitterberry's a video game website that I like uh, a lot. And now I just associate that with fun video game times. 
Thanks, Sugar Bears. Right, but how long? How long? Does I'm it glad take? this was the last question. Yeah, this is a <laughs> terrible question. It's a pretty good question. It's from Thomas Strong. I had to, uh, to ask it. He's our animator. Anyway, anyway, everyone knows we're calling it Titty Boys anyway. See, there you go. Now that's what I'm talking about. That's marketable. <laughs> titty Boys. <laughs> TittyBoys.com. It's a picture of boys milking each other's titties. Yeah, just like proper milking. I'll pose for the photo. <laughs> oh god! Wow! Oh, I don't know what you're fucking reacting to. You're gonna be the ones giving it a squeeze and thumb, giving a thumbs up to the camera, and licking your lips. Thumbs are approved. Thumbs are loves titty boys. I think Thomas Strong asked us this question just so he could get us to stay exactly this, and now he's gonna animate yeah. it. He does like titty boys, I heard, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> so Who doesn't love titty boys? Dead, nobody I know. Yeah. Uh, only a freak. <laughs> Take me to the titty boys. Oh, I didn't get to do my um, weird Willem Dafoe pitch dream. It's not good. It's quick. I woke up uh, in the morning on Thursday last week and was just like, Joe Genius? Joe Genius, he's a little boy voiced by Willem Dafoe, just overdubbed Willem Dafoe's voice. A little boy is a genius. He runs his own gym, and everyone's so impressed with him. That's what he uses genius for. He's got a big workout gym, and he, he asks everyone to rub their genitals with uh, paper towels, and then he just humps them, just dry humps them on the table. <laughs> Joe Genius. And they're like, Joe Genius, coming this fall on ABC. Joe Genius. I don't know why I thought of that. And that's, he uses his the, the total sum of his genius to operate a gym to... I, I mean, is that... Did he set up the gym specifically to get the towels, the dick towels? No one knows because he's a genius. Uh-huh. And it's a, he likes vagina sweat, too. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's a weird... I didn't like the idea. It, it <laughs> came to me. I didn't want it, but I had it. You know, it had me. It's more like it. Yeah, Joe Genius. Could be a good show. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I guess that's it. We better wrap up. Um, oh. Yeah. I think so. Oh, I have a tooth pulled. So weird. Oh, yeah. It's a weird feeling. Yeah. You feel around the socket there with your tongue? A little bit. Yeah, it's soft, it's, huh? Just a soft. little bit. Can't poke too much. Don't want to unplug it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, oh, that'd be painful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unplug it. There's something plugged in there. That's the blood, the blood clots and plugs it up. Oh, yeah. Those are important clots. You can't suck on a straw or you. It said that specifically on the on the, the directions. It said, do not suck on a cigarette, a straw, or Jonathan Holmes. Because otherwise you'll get a dry sock out. Good to know. Good well, Jim, what do you have planned this week? What are you doing? Do you want to start? Me? Uh, that's unconventional. Let's break convention. Uh, yes. I've got a video up on The Escapist, as usual, as I do every Monday. Uh, Jimquisition, escapistmagazine.com. Uh, this one's called Anita Sarkeesian, The Monster Gamers Created. And it's about how she was turned into a villain by gamers, um, and now they've kind of they're unable to stop her. Uh, that was an interesting little video. Uh, what else we got? Little Big Planet PS Vita review I did. That's on Distractoid.com right now. Um, I liked it really. I love it. I love. I was a, a bit let down. I, I still thought it was a good game, but Little Big Planet Two let me down a little bit. But mm. 
having it on the Vita, having it on a handheld, it works so much better. The game was born to be a handheld game. Uh, mm. So highly recommended. If you've got a Vita, I say get Little Big Planet. Um, so yeah, that's that. I, I guess that's all it is. If if you are in North Carolina this week, uh, we I will be at the North Carolina Durham Convention Center uh, with the Escapist Expo. I'll be there. We'll have Movie Bob there. We'll have the guys from Loading Ready Run. We'll have Yahtzee there. Uh, I think that's mostly my job this week is I'm going to be on panels with Yahtzee. So there'll be an audience full of people who are there to see Yahtzee. So I will just sit there bitter in the corner because no one wants to look at me. Uh, so I think that's my my weekend planned. Uh, if you're going, say hello. Look forward to seeing you there and, and say hello and, and buy you a sausage. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah, what are you doing, Jonathan? Fuck. Not that much. Uh, Subhomes is on a temporary break because Conrad is going to Japan. Is that right, Conrad? Yep, I leave Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I didn't want to get that wrong. So I'm not doing as much. I hopefully will get some good information from this Nintendo event tomorrow. I have to go on a bus and now, geez, five, six hours? Ugh, I'm not going to get to sleep at all. So that'll be fun, and I'm going to just try to do stuff on the site this week and this weekend instead of doing sub homes. So look for some stuff to try to do on Sunday. That'll be good. How about you guys? What are you doing, Conrad and Hamza? Don't I'll know. go, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You I always say Conrad first. Well, yeah, he did. Fair enough. Um, God! Yeah, God! Such a God! Fan. Son of a bitch! <laughs> um... I just put up a, a video uh, yesterday looking at uh, the Steam Big Picture mode, which I think is super cool. Um, I'm really, really into that, and so that just sort of goes over the features. So that's like something I put up recently. I'm going to Tokyo uh, next week for Tokyo Game Show, so expect a whole bunch of stuff coming out of that. And I will, of course, not be here for Podtoid and Hangover and Sub Homes and all that. So we're going to do one more Saturday morning Hangover, 10 a.m. Pacific, this coming Saturday uh, at Detroit.tv. Come and see some really good indie games, actually, for a change on the Xbox Live Indie Games channel, because the uh, Uprising, the Winter Uprising, is... Uh, or Summer Uprising? The summer indies uprising. are all getting together and releasing their best crap, and there's some really cool stuff going up there. So uh, tune in for that. Conrad, I hate to uh, take over again, but I forgot to tell people that the the last the Zach Gage episode is up. Yeah, yep. the Zach Gage episode is up. I really, I was, I I don't know. I hate to play favorites, but after that episode ended with Zach Gage, who developed Spell Tower and also Bit Pilot, which is a lot like Super Hexagon actually, in uh, in terms of gameplay, thinking, in terms of design, Zach Gage's game. It's on the iPhone. I thought that episode was so great. I felt so great afterwards. Was it good, Conrad, or is it just me? I thought it was good. No, I thought it was a really interesting episode. I mean, it's the video. I, I had a video mishap, and so it's like kind of a weird aspect ratio unlike every other episode we've done. But other than that, the episode was really good. Like podcast form, that should be a good episode for people yep. to uh, yep. get some comedy. He was funny. He had some uh, really interesting life experiences. He went to China and went to museums and saw people who put dead fish in doorways as art form. So everyone just smelled like fish. That was the art. And that inspired some of his game design ideas. He's done all this weird installation art, too. Interesting stuff. I don't know. I thought it was a great episode. So download it on iTunes. Sup Holmes. Episode, what, 20... It's the top one. 27 or 28. Whatever's the highest number. Yeah. 
And you, Hamza? What about you, Hamza? Uh, well, it's actually going to be quite busy for me as well. I am going to Boston all of next week to see um, Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation for the Vita. You'll be spending hey, some you time know where I live, Hamza? I, I know you live there, and I, um, um, I'm going to be too busy. So deal with You're it. You're the best friend I've ever had. <laughs> Not only do I live in the city that you're flying to. You could have had me just go to the event. I would have just gone. But you're like, no, I'll just go to the event. Home they home. offered to fly me out. I'm going to go. Sure. Yeah, and then when I'm there, like in the city, you'll be in. You're like, yeah, I'm going to be, uh, you know. Do you, you don't even like Assassin's Creed. Uh, but I like you, Hamza. You want to spend time with Hamza. <laughs> Jeez. I'll hit you up to see if we can hang out. Maybe. That's what no all the cool girls always say to me, and then they're always out with the hot guys playing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. I'm shutting up. That's, okay. something, that's something I noticed at PAX. The line for Assassin's Creed 3 uh, was like 50-50 men and women. Yeah, chicks, chicks dig. They love shit. <laughs> what? I said they love that shit. They do, man. They do. So, if you have any questions, uh, hit me up on Twitter at ctz. Yes, I will always fucking plug my Twitter on this podcast. And um, additionally, go check out sharkrobot.com/destructoid. It's our new merch store. We have a bunch of new, brand new, never before seen designs on the store, and we're gonna have more coming in the coming months. But uh, you know, go place your pre-orders and uh, cover your disgusting bodies with our merchandise there's some fucking great stuff the metal gear one is beautiful yeah um we got a metal gear x shirt and a kirby shirt which is kirby and he has done as stylized as a little b and there's some cool stuff and we got more stuff coming in so i'm excited about that because they they have some proper fat man size shirts as well which you don't often get on good shirts so i am happy about that yeah, I'm working with uh, some really cool artists. Um, really, really happy with what we have coming out. Like, there's gonna be some really cool, like, j- just like video game spoof stuff. And then I have some plans for some really cool designs that focus on Destructoid and Mr. Destructoid and the whole persona and character. Um, I forgot to mention this in the post that uh, went up about the whole store. But also, if you um, if you buy over sixty dollars worth of shirts, so that's like three shirts. Shipping is free. Oh, so that's that's cool. a thing. Good yeah. to know, man. Yeah. And we should uh, you, they should follow all of us on Twitter. You got at Conrad Zimmerman. You got at Jim Sterling. You got me at Tron Nuts. Uh, check me out. Did you say Conrad Zimmerman? I did. You did. Oh, okay. You just didn't say at CTZ. I don't think. No, oh, well, I already said my own thing. I just wasn't listening. Hans is very good at looking out for himself. <laughs> yeah. Didn't need to help him with that. Down. Just yeah. alone in Boston with his video games, won't even hang out with his old roommate. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. We lived together. Oh yeah, I used to live with you. You used to make me eggs in the morning and ask me how my day went. Oh yeah, I guess you're okay. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Bitter homes may be my favorite homes. No, oh, thanks. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank thank you for listening to Podside. Um as always are we gonna be here next week um me and Holmes will be around so i guess me and jonathan will do a two a two-man thing so we'll have a double act next week you should hit up up jordan or something too yeah we can get jordan we can can get someone on we'll see we'll see what you're in boston hamza you can just come over my house and do the show (laughs) that would be cool i can make you eggs again like i used to
I've learned how to make my own cake eggs without you, Jonathan, okay? I bet you are. <laughs> I live without you. So hurt. God damn Whatever. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next week in some form or other. Uh, apologies for the lateness of this one. As I said, I was having teeth yanked and, and shit like that. So, back to normal next week. But, yes, but not teeth yanked by Elton John. Yeah, because he needed them. And... <laughs> As always, you can give us a nice review on iTunes if you want, or not. You know, it's up to you. Uh, you can buy an app that gets the podcast delivered direct to your phone. It's like two bucks. You can get it off Amazon. Don't get it anywhere else. And that's it. You can catch us all out on Destructoid.com if you want, and we will see you next week. Good. Bye. I won't. Yeah. Because I hate you guys. Yeah. 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 You're a good man. Sure,